welcome to Astrology Talk with me, Christina Rodenbeck, and my friend and colleague, Sally Kirkman. Hello, Sally. Hi, Christina. Um, we're obviously going to do the usual, talk about the month ahead, talk, do some retrodiction, etc. But just want to remind you before we get going that Sally has um, a couple of newsletters, a weekly one and a monthly one um, for subscribers on her website, sallykirkman.com. And I do a monthly newsletter and a host a salon on my website, The Oxford Astrologer. And please go visit and join because also that helps support the podcast. Sally, how's it been? How is How are you enjoying this Venus retrograde? Um, it's quite chaotic. Mm. Um, I'm finding it's, I mean, it's, it's in my sixth house work stuff. I've had, I mean, just, it's taking up so much time. Mm. Um, things are just taking forever. You know, I had, I've got a new website that's out, same name, new design. And there's been all sorts of issues with that, with the emails going out from it, payments. I mean, just it's been quite extraordinary just an odd things going going on I was walking in Hastings Country Park the other day which is right on the south coast and I got a text come in saying welcome to France (laughs) thinking well France is across the water but I'm not actually there (laughs) just sort of and I've just noticed a lot of weird things I got a high mum scam text coming in so there's been a lot of just like oh really (laughs) yeah yeah you know, it's been an odd one. What about what about you? What's been what have you been noticing? Oh, I've just I'm finding the whole Venus retrograde really fascinating. And um, for, well, for those of you who didn't listen to last month, basically Venus went retrograde on the 23rd of July, and when when a planet goes retrograde, it stations. It means it stands still. So it stood still at 28 degrees of Leo. Venus stood still at 28 degrees of Leo, about which I have a little more to say in a minute. Um, and so it was, it's on a one single point in the entire zodiac for an unusually long time. Um, and one thing that I think is really interesting is if we're right about Donald Trump's, uh, chart, mm. that it was stationing on his ascendant and has pulled him back into the 12th house. So basically, um, the Venus station, the Venus retrograde is all over Donald Trump's chart, and it has been going backwards through his 12th house, find, digging up all the stuff, all the yeah. dirt, There's archaeology around Venus retrograde, because it's Venus going underground, mm. all the stuff around money, mm. and uh, and bringing it to the light. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's really amazing that he's had that station on his ascendant and then it's gone backwards into the 12th house. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been watching that. I mean, just today, um, I see that he, you know, the indictments come. I've just been listening about, um, the indictments from Georgia, which are, you know, about corruption and basically they're mafia indictments. So this is the RICO rules that are used 
being used against him, which again, I find that's an underworld thing. It's literally the yeah. underworld. The mafia mm. equals the underworld. When we say the word underworld, that means the mafia usually, you know, it means like when you talk about an underworld crime boss, right? What is that? That's a mm. mafia crime boss. So this, this actual piece of, um, the RICO legislation, which is racketeering. I can't remember what the, what it stands for. It's an acronym. The first word is racketeering has been used against him in Georgia. And there he is. And there is Venus retrograde in his 12th house having take, gone from his ascendant. Yeah. Speaking personally, I, uh, I hate to admit it sometimes, but I share an ascendant with Donald Trump. I know. <laughs> Tell by the hair, which is un, in in control today, but um, we do have he's he's got Mars rising now. And I haven't got that. Um, so it also stationed on my um on my ascendant. Yes, and it's quite. I mean, I would say that there are sort of things happening in my family which are all good, in fact. But mm-hmm. both of my uh, both of my children, who are very very dear to my heart, are. It, having these love affairs mm. and it is also reminding me of my own love affairs from when i was their age so mm. i'm having a strange kind of re re positioning of myself as the 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 mother of the people having love affairs i suppose because that's what happens with the venus retrograde is you it's a repositioning isn't it it's a reorient orienting of some aspect of your life Mm. Um, and the other thing uh, just to note about this Venus retrograde, which I, I think is amazing and interesting. Speaking of love affairs and remembering yourself as a young person or being a young person having a love affair, um, is that this particular Venus retrograde is exactly opposite the asteroid Eros, mm. which is actually retrograding also. Yeah. So they are, are, so Eros is in Aquarius and Venus is in Leo and they're retrograding together through the sky. Yeah. Uh, and there's an intensification, I think, of these love affairs. Yeah. Also Barbie. Well, is, yeah. Barbie. Also Barbie, Venus retrograde. But I think we discussed that last time. Yeah. There's um, kind of interesting. I, um, I, uh, the Venus retrograde, another way it's, because I love, you know, I love symbolism. It's like, how's it going to play out? And I had a friend who was adamant that she was ready to end her relationship. Mm-hmm. She came back from a holiday and things had got badly wrong. Venus turned retrograde and she slipped back in to the yeah. relationship and she's changed her mind. Yeah. And, she, <laughs> and now everything is kind of steady again or is it we'll see what happens when it turns direct in september but i thought that was interesting too you know i wondered whether the venus retrograde would be the time it split up but no it's kind of internalized i think mm. um, right. so it's interesting how it plays out yeah it is really and it is so different with different people but it shows the how venus is not a simple simple you know, yeah. it's not one thing. So I had uh, someone who basically had her plastic surgery reversed under okay. the under the Venus retrograde, which is yeah. a classic thing to do. She didn't have any choice. She had to go back to Brazil and, uh, you know, it was only this month that she could do it. Mm. But I thought, okay, that's fine. Venus retrograde, it's being reversed. It's not being done. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's one thing that you would never recommend is to have any plastic surgery done under a venous yeah. retrograde, right? Yeah. Having it reverse, having it taken out, actually, mm. good. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. And, you know, Venus is, it's love, money, art, beauty, isn't it? Also, you know, our relationships, how we love. Um, so it's going to mean different things for different people as well. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else then, forgotten. Yeah, it's, and you know, I, I think the money aspect is important for people to mm. understand mm. that Venus mm. really, really is connected with money, right? Mm. You know, she is the ruler of the sign Taurus, which is a sign that's associated with beauty, but also with money. Yeah. So, and with Venus in Leo, this is about kind of luxury, right? Yeah. So Venus, and by the way, just to, um, be clear about this. Venus is went retrograde on the 23rd of July and will continue to be retrograde until the first week of September. Mm. Um, she's already had her conjunction with the sun on the 13th of August. Um, but she's still retrograde, but I think we're getting a lot of clarity now on the retrograde because we've had that. Um, we're talking just at the new moon, aren't we? Yeah. Um, in, which is the lineup of Venus, the sun, the moon, Lilith, which we talked about last month, which is happening now. Mm. So we're getting this clarity. But one of the things about the Venus retrograde is really thinking about what you're spending your money on, uh, you know, mm. especially luxuries and maybe pulling back on that, you know? Yeah. And I've heard a lot of, you know, people having to tighten their belts as well during this retrograde, you know, or money not coming in that they were expecting to come in as well, which is another, you know, classic symbol of of that, isn't it? Yeah. The thing I was going to say, I thought it was interesting what you were saying about reversing the cosmetic surgery, because, you know, there's, there's Venus turn retrograde on 23rd of July, and we've got this kind of double retrograde coming, haven't we? Because Mercury turns retrograde as well and won't be direct until September the 15th. So it's kind of like, can you put off life for two months? <laughs> you know, there are some things that you need to attend to, and it's kind of looking at the best time to try and move something forward. So, you know, I've had um, friends and clients like, you know, can I do this? Can I do that? And it's looking at, well, maybe do it before Mercury turns retrograde and in the second part of the Venus retrograde. So, you know, in the 10 days up until the 23rd when Mercury turns retrograde, and obviously we'll be talking about it. Just I've noticed also that, that a lot of people are just having to kind of drop stuff. Yeah. They thought they could do. Right. And they've realized yeah. that actually they've been doing too much because the first half of 2023, all the planets were direct. And it was very kind of like go, go, go mm. part of the year. And now mm. everything's kind of, I wouldn't, it's not exactly, well, it is screeching to a halt. Mm. Stuff. So if you're trying to push forward, I think you're going to have, it's going to be tough yeah. um, for a lot of people, you know, the Venus retrograde affects everyone, obviously, but, you know, it really affects Libras and um, or anybody with Libra rising or the sun in Libra or the planets in Libra and Taurus or Taurus rising. You know, you mm. should be actually, you know, I have a Taurus, my, one of my daughters is Taurus, and she is actually just having a lot of fun after mm. working really hard for the first part of the summer. She's got she made a lot of money and now she's spending it. Mm. Which I think is a Venus retrograde thing to do. 
But I think that, as you say, can you what can you put off until the second week of September? Some things have to happen. So in this country, one of the things that happens now, it's happening in a few days' time, is exam results come out. And because of the sort of centralized system of how how it works, exam results for the entire country come out, A-level results, and everybody finds out if they have their university place or not. Um, And it's a big tumultuous time for a lot of young people as they realize that they're not going to – so uh, that they may not be going to the university that they expected. And I have to say, with Venus retrograde during this pe- period, that may be happening quite a lot. That, yeah. people not, that your plans may not be quite what you expect. Yeah, um, that was a big yeah. theme we talked about, wasn't it, last month as well? This, you know, don't expect everything to work out the way you think it's going to. No, and I think that, uh, and I think it's interesting that the that we, you know, the exams come out um, just before this podcast is released. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of turmoil there is around those. Um, and it's all during, again, in this country during the um, academic strike. So in England mm. only, I think. Academics are on strike because they're really underpaid and they really are, mm. um, which means that no, a lot of people haven't had got their degrees. So they've been, you know, they literally haven't been, don't know whether they got uh, what kind of degree they got from university. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my oldest daughter, for example, also hasn't had any of her papers marked from last term. So mm. she doesn't know how well she did. She doesn't yeah. know what she has no on with. Yeah. Um, so there's this, sense of kind of not knowing where you are of and i don't think that's going to sort out until probably until mercury goes direct yeah yeah and also there was the, there's been the actors strike in that's huge hollywood which is huge and the, which was on the back of the writers strike i mean that's you know leo is the creative sign it's a star sign that you often think of the sort of glamour of hollywood i know there's when i was writing my leo star sign book there was a lot of the big characters um, three of the Warner Brothers were all Sun Leo. Cecil B. DeMille, I think, was Sun Leo. I mean, it's a big star sign that's about that glamour of Hollywood. You know, and the actors are on strike as well. And interestingly, I saw that the last major writer's strike was 2007. And it was a year when Venus was retrograde in Leo. It was actually after it. But again, there's, you know, there's this eight-year cycle with Venus so it that too, you know, that's going to go on probably until Venus moves out of Leo, which is early October. I mean, that might be the turning point there. So it's yeah, a, it's a really important strike, the mm. actor strike. It's not just about the um, acting and the writing. It's not just about glamorous people in Hollywood. First of all, that you know, the writers are really, really badly paid. The you know, younger writers, you're sort of having to be a barista as well as writing a TV series or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the, it's it's about uh, you know precarious professions, and again, that's the same with the lecturers in this country. It's precarious. You're paid by the hour instead of actually having a proper job. Yeah, and the same with the writers. But it's a really important strike, uh, the writers and actors strike, because first of all, as you say, Venus and Leo, that's the actors sign. It's the sign of the creative industries, and it's opposite to Aquarius, where we're about to get Pluto. Right. Yes. Part of the strike is about 
AI and using, you know, fake, deep fakes and all of that. Mm. And trying to protect the creativity of the individual human, which is a Leo thing, against this um, Pluto coming into Aquarius, yeah. which, which is going to, and it is going to be a struggle. And so they're doing us all a huge favor, these actors and writers in Hollywood, because this is actually something that is going to affect people across the board. And yeah. I find it quite interesting how really important, you know, you, people kind of dismiss actors as sort of fluffy people, but me too also started as an actor's as a thing about acting about Harvey Weinstein, yeah. the Me Too movement. Um, or it was given the touch, you know, it was, um, it, it had a fire lit under it because Me Too started before that. But um, that's very important philosophical things can come out of Hollywood too. Mm-hmm. The philosophical question is, you know, what belongs to who? What is creativity? That's really what is creativity. Yeah. And it's interesting timing, isn't it? I think it's perfect timing to be doing it because Pluto moved out of Aquarius earlier this year, but will go back in in January. So now is the time to really focus on, you know, the heart and kind of oppose that, um, the artificial intelligence, all that's um, just fake. Yeah. And it's the dark, the dark side of, of Aquarius is this machine stuff is the idea that we're just machines. Yeah. Um, that's the, the negative side of Aquarius. And as you say, Leo is the rules, the heart. It's the sign of the heart and soul of the human and of human creativity that comes from the soul. Mm. Um, so they, it's a really, a really important strike. And mm. it, you know, connecting that with the lecturers strike here, this is about the knowledge industries, you mm. know, um, in this country, what's happened is that um the vice chancellors the people who run the universities their salaries has gone absolutely through the roof and yeah. and lecturer salaries have just not gone anywhere in fact they've gone down mm. um and they're being paid like you know uber drivers you know uh like by the by the job so there's no security and i think that's also an interesting question is how much is venus sometimes to do with security and fairness um mm. as the ruler of Taurus, this is a sign of security. Yeah. And as the ruler of uh, Libra, that is the sign of fairness, what's fair and what's not fair. Mm. Mm. And it's about, it's all about the arts as well, isn't it? And how, you know, the arts gets denigrated. I mean, you know, we're, it's just not something that's, that's upheld in our current society or by our governments either. And again, this is the, you know, it's that Leo Aquarius, isn't it? It's the Leo Aquarius divide going on. So really important that these kind of strikes and these protests are coming out now um, during this really long and powerful Leo season, you know, with Venus going into the underworld and kind of bringing stuff out um, and exposing it, exposing the dangers of it all. Well, and it's ridiculous that the arts aren't valued. They actually, you know, the, well, education yeah. here, for instance, is a massive industry. Mm-hmm. You know, there are 150,000 Chinese students here paying top whack for universities. Mm. What's going to happen? What are they going to think if, if people are on strike or if their lecturers are underpaid, et cetera? You know, um, so it's actually economically incredibly important, even though it's denigrated all the time. Mm. Um, 
Yes, our dear prime minister said something about fake, you know, useless degrees or something, didn't he? And yeah, he's he's been, I mean, awful, absolutely awful on that front. He doesn't care. Well, he wants everyone to learn maths, doesn't he? And forget okay. the arts. That's that's um, what he's all about. But we should move on to Virgo season. Okay, we really don't you think? Okay, With- let's move on to Virgo season. That's um, I know Venus remains retrograde throughout some of. Virgo season. Um, but sign of the harvest is coming. The sun enters Virgo on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, August. Going back to school is classic, isn't it? Virgo season, in particularly in this country. Getting your pencils out, getting organized, um, you know, getting back to business after after the play and holy holiday time of the sun in Leo, it's the sun in Virgo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I need to- it you is know, a, I need to get things together. It is the season of harvest. I mean, actually, we have the har- most of the harvest is a lot of it's in August, isn't it? It's the season of like getting organized and getting the details right. But it's a long Virgo season this year in the same way that we've had a long um, Leo season because it actually began a while ago when Mercury went into Virgo. Yeah. Because Mercury comes up to it's in virgo and it's going to go retrograde on the 23rd is that right yes 23rd yes um, so just as the sun moves into virgo mercury stations retrograde in virgo so we're already feeling that pull of the virgo stuff you know from the from the 18th you know there's virgo things to do but it ain't going to go smoothly right it's a retrograde yeah <laughs> Things aren't going to work out the way you expect, as we've said, and and things are just going to take a lot of time. That's what I'm finding. It's it's sort of the things that should be straightforward aren't being straightforward, and that's already you can feel that. Everything's taking longer. There's more information comes to light. Oh, that's changed. I need to do that now. I mean, just mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's ongoing. We're in it, really. We're in it, but it it's going to intensify in a way with, Mercury retrograde from the 23rd of August to September the 15th. Yeah, and we're, it's already in the shadow. Um, so you're actually going to have Mercury retrograde plus Venus retrograde for that last week of um, last week of August, first week of September. So that's quite, I mean, these are personal planets, right? Um, mm-hmm. And when we talk about personal planets, we mean like sun, moon. I know they're not planets, guys. but we mean those the sun moon venus mars mercury are pretty much the personal planets and then you get into slightly less personal planets than jupiter saturn and then people call them the transpersonal the ones that are further out but when we have these and so it's quite common for the planets further out to be retrograde right they spend a lot of the year retrograde yeah less impact i think than except when they're stationing they have less impact than these personal little planets when they're retrograding so when you're getting a double retrograde like this it is quite a big deal mm. however and to add to this i would say that actually also a lot of the further out planets are also retrograde anyway so pluto uranus saturn are also retro- retrograding at the moment yeah uranus turning retrograde on the 29th yeah. Neptune's retrograde. I mean, there's yeah, 
apart from Jupiter that's still moving forward until even Jupiter turns retrograde during this month. Mm -hmm. You know, during this Virgo season, we'll have all the slower moving planets in retrograde phase. So it is this, um, you know, there's a, there's a shift, isn't there? There's a shift in mood and a shift in, there is a need to sort of slow things down massively. What's the date that Jupiter goes retrograde? Jupiter goes retrograde on the 4th, mm. which is the day that Venus turns direct. Yeah, um, so that's really interesting. So we've got the two planets of kind of luck and some bounty, and they're kind of one's going direct and the other one's going retrograde. And also they're actually in a square aspect to each other, so it's a hard aspect to each other. Yeah. And Jupiter is in, uh, just to get a little, make it even more complex, but let's do that. Jupiter is actually in Taurus, which is ruled by Venus. So he's under this thing of a Venus retrograde anyway. And then mm. he goes retrograde. So again, this seems to me about money and banking and stuff. Yeah. There's stuff to happen still uh, in set coming up. Yeah. And and it's interesting, I think, I mean, you talk about, we need to look at the, we'll look at the charts of um, the moons coming up as well to kind of locate this astrology more. But um, also, you know, when Mercury turns retrograde, Mercury turns retrograde, it's almost at 22 Virgo. And it's not quite, but it's it's almost exactly trying to Uranus, which is at 23, stationing at 23 Taurus. And then Neptune is at 26 um, degrees of Pisces. So it's like these, also as these Mercury and Venus, the inner planets are switching direction. They're kind of really caught up with the slower moving planets and what's happening, Um, which I think is not, that's, you know, that is going to be important in the world. It's important collectively because of that in particular. It's kind of feels quite sort of meaningful. There's a lot going on this coming month. Yeah, and a lot of that is this is by is these directions, isn't it? Yeah, changing of directions, and I find it fascinating that actually the Mercury, as you say, the Mercury turning retrograde does it at that degree. It's opposite Neptune in Pisces, mm. so mm. it's actually coordinating with that Neptune. Now they're both going backwards, mm. and what is what is that axis of? Virgo Pisces it's an axis of healing when when it's going well it's the axis of spirituality yeah. uh, it's the axis of very very big no boundaries and very very detailed yeah, um, it's, it's often about sacrifice as well isn't it it's you know not doing things for yourself but doing them for other people or sacrifice to something greater as well that's beyond yourself it's an interesting axis the Virgo Pisces one it's a service, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What, what serves? How are you? How are you serving? Mm-hmm. Uh, how and I, you know, sometimes service is a difficult word to use because it makes us all sound like we're squished. Um, <laughs> <laughs> said the Pisces, "Please don't squish me. Uh, please don't make me serve you all the time." Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. It's like it's heavy. It can feel heavy. Mm, mm. It's it's a word I love. The older I get, the more I love the word service. You know, being of service, it it gives life meaning and depth. Being of service to something beyond yourself, whether it's a person or, you know, spirit or whatever. 
I love the word now. <laughs> Probably well, didn't. Yeah. You know. Pisces has always had that kind of label put. Hmm. I find it, I like the word help. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I'll stick with this. <laughs> what's helpful you know mm-hmm. how are you helpful and how are you unhelpful as well mm-hmm. um and what healthy things what helpful things are you, do you want need to drop with that mercury retrograde in mm-hmm. virgo that you know that or, or the things that you are doing that are actually not helpful yeah or maybe it's, maybe it's about looking at also that mercury retrograde the places where you might not be getting help and you need to ask for help. You know, it could be that things have just become so overwhelming, so out of control. You need to go back to, you know, there's the basics, what's important and getting help as well. I mean, should we look at the full moon? Because this is also, it's, you know, the full moon that's on August the 31st cuts across the Virgo-Pisces axis, doesn't it? So again, it's these themes that are under the cosmic spotlight at the moment. And of course, these themes are really powerful at this time of year with the sun moving into Virgo. Mars is in Virgo until the 28th, I think, of August. Mm -hmm. So it's also been triggering this opposition. And Mercury in Virgo for an unusually long time as well, um, picking up on this. And also, of course, it's not just Neptune in Pisces anymore, but Saturn's there too. So there's a lot going on in this this dynamic, this polarization, this opposition of Virgo and Pisces. Yeah, and I mean the important thing about this um, full well, there's lots of important things, but the thing that bounces for me is on the 31st of August. There's a full moon, and the moon is actually pretty much makes a conjunction with Saturn in Pisces. Mm. Um, Saturn is currently retrograde in Pisces, right? So it's going back over all the stuff that it's started off in March, you know, went into Pisces in March. So it's happened, it's really concentrating on those early degrees of Pisces this year. Yeah. And actually the full moon is pretty much where it went retrograde from, right? So we're still in this, like, what is the Saturn? What does Saturn in Pisces mean for mm. you? Um, and obviously it'll mean different things for different people, different things for different signs, you know, it, it can be, um, but it's a reality check somewhere in your life. There's a reality check and this full moon may bring it to some kind of fruition or into focus. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for example, I, you know, for, for a Gemini, this may be a reality check about, uh, what direction you're going about your career, about your status, something like that, that you, yeah. it, it may be a harvest actually, I have to say for Gemini, it's not, this is, you know, um, Saturn at that angle to your sun or your ascendant as it is with, for, for Gemini, it, it can be very good. It's the 10th, the 10th house. Um but also for Sagittarius, you know, this is maybe something about your family, for example. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the thing with with you know the the slow moving planets in particular. You're very aware of the sort of flip side of them. So with Saturn, there can be a weight, a heaviness. It can be you know the weight of duty or responsibility or the weight of loneliness sometimes as well with Saturn. But the flip side is it can be a time of commitment and responsibility. So it can play out in these different ways. Um, 
Also, I think it's really interesting with the Saturn retrograde that it is going, it goes back to zero degrees Pisces, but it's not going back into Aquarius. It's not going there. It's going to turn. There's more work to do in, in Pisces in a, in a way. It doesn't want to go back to Aquarius. Pluto's coming along to Aquarius to kind of really get things moving. So, you know, for Pisces in particular, how, how's that playing out? Is that, is there some weight or duty or responsibility? Or is there something you're ready to commit to? Is it adding self-responsibility to your life in a good way? I mean, it can play out in either in either way, I, th- I feel. Yeah, it can go either direction. It's about, but it is about accepting responsibility, mm. accepting reality, what's really real. And um, it's interesting that it's in this sign that's so associated with fantasy. Yeah. You know, this is a sign of illusions and fantasy and spiritual spirituality and but here's cold cold saturn coming in to say actually you've got to do the work you've got to get it done um and that will you know obviously it's really important for pisces it's really important for virgos it's like uh it's going to be about your relationships your most important one-to-one relationships Mm. may come in so you know you may see your partner in a new way around this full moon i would suggest it's like oh okay that's what he or she or they are really like um and it may not be you know they may feel like older to you than you thought they were for example or they may take on more response you know they um you may you sally's right about the commitment i've seen this kind of aspect when people get married you know you get saturn comes into the seventh or saturn opposes the sun it's time to get married um, or time to, you know, when Saturn makes the conjunction of the moon, you have a baby, you know, this is about these very long-term commitments. Yeah. Um, but some of the, the reality of some of those commitments is going to be clarified under this full moon. Yeah. And sometimes it can be the end of a dream, can't it? With mm-hmm. Saturn, particularly Saturn in Pisces, the end of a dream, something that, you know, it's, t- it is time to let go of a full moon is a time, you know, it is, it, it brings illumination, and there's this, you know, it's a time to release and let go so that it may be that kind of reality check, like, okay, you know, I've been chasing this dream, but actually now maybe it's time to just sort of move away from it, let it go and see what happens, kind of hand it over, you know, hand it over and um, and wait and see. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting, and, and it kind of, is you can see it in the full moon chart is that Jupiter's at 15 Taurus and Uranus is at 23 Taurus, Uranus retrograde. Um, they're almost within orb. They're eight degrees apart. But Jupiter is going to turn retrograde, as we said, and move away. And this is the first kind of glimmer of the massive conjunction they're going to make in April 2024, which has real themes of kind of liberation um, freedom, Jupiter and Uranus together. I often think of these two planets as very entrepreneurial. You've got the vision, you've got the belief, you've got that ability to kind of take a leap of faith, do something spontaneous in Taurus, the money sign. So it's kind of there's this tantalizing. Oh, they're almost they're almost within orb, but you know Jupiter's going to move back, um, and it's not going to be until next year, I think, that they're within orb again. So that's particularly, I mean, for Taurus, what's going on that's kind of, you You may all, almost be ready to take a leap of faith, but things aren't in place. 
And perhaps this is, you know, the awareness of the full moon, but also Mercury turning retrograde um, during this period. Some things aren't in place. What needs to to be looked at again? I mean, for maybe um, who's the travel sign? It's it's Virgo, isn't it? For in your travel sector, maybe it's visas or bureaucracy or stuff that needs sorting out. Things aren't quite right to take this leap of faith. So I find that quite interesting too. Yeah, and also rebellion, of course. A big yeah. rebellion is brewing or even happening. There's stuff with that um, Jupiter Uranus because mm. um, that's the planet of and it may be again it's going to be about land or uh money um you know it's very i i'm thinking about um what's going to happen with green you know with the green movement with how you know how are we going to save the planet <laughs> you know, mm. how are we going to save the planet guys um unless yeah. something is actually done yeah um, i don't think it's sort of uh, I think, and I think this that just rebelling is not useful. We need to have a completely a big change of how we do things. And I'm wondering about that Jupiter. And the reason I say that is because this is the Earth sign, Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's the sign of, uh, you know, it's the fixed Earth sign. Mm-hmm. Often, Taurian things are about our relationship with the earth and so is virgo is the virgo is the sign of the gardener yeah um, and it's you know it's interesting that that mercury retrograde goes is there there needs to be you know we need to have a plan <laughs> you know, we need to stop fannying around and actually have some have plans yeah. about how to deal with this crisis that humanity is facing Mm. And I mean, when you're looking at the uh, chart like this, there's so much happening in the earth signs now, Taurus and Virgo, but also the water signs, you know, Saturn and Neptune in in God of the Sea, Pisces. This is it's it's like really paying attention to the, the planet we live on, the earth we live on. And there needs to be. Yeah, it's you know, it needs to happen from the top, doesn't it? The, The leaders of the gods. Jupiter, Saturn are moving, you know, in earth and water. They're looking down saying, right, this needs to start from the top. You know, we need to get serious. We need, as you say, a plan. There needs to be new laws in place. That's what needs to happen. I mean, the, the, the cosmos knows it. Yeah. It's just filter through to our leaders. And I don't well, know that's yeah. enough. And, you know, humans, you know, we may... <laughs> Whatever will happen with us, but the planet will continue also. Yeah. So, uh, but one thing I would say in the, about the Saturn and um, Saturn in Pisces is, you know, obviously everybody knows about the crap in our water in, in Britain that there's basically the whole sewage, sewage is being dumped. The water companies that, that were privatized in the 1980s have turned out to be stealing uh, our money <laughs> essentially and not, uh, keeping up the infrastructure of the water systems and it's in a state of collapse. And I think that is a classic Saturn in Pisces going retrograde, you know, you know, we see it all collapsing. So what's going to happen with Saturn in Pisces? We hope eventually 
got two years to do this in is that the the ship will be turned around and there will be new laws put in place and new boundaries and rules in the sea. Yeah. And to do with water in general. Yeah. Um, because the other thing is that we, what's coming up is there are going to be, if we're not careful and we're not thinking about the water properly, there will be fights over water as the climate changes. You know, there will be battles. There will be water, water wars. Mm. Um, and that's something that you can, you know, we can preempt, preempt. We can think about it now. Mm. Um, okay. That was the politics section. <laughs> um, where are we, Sally, in this month of things? So we've got the Jupiter turns retrograde then on the 4th. Is that right? On the 4th? Yeah, so Jupiter turns retrograde as as we sort of have touched upon as well. This is, you know, this this full moon at the end of August is a blue moon, the second full moon in a month, which is basically that's what a blue moon means. It won't look blue in the night sky. It has lovely magical sort of connotations. People sing about it, all of that. Um and then, you know, the the next really key date is this one September the 4th when Venus turns retrograde but Jupiter Venus turns direct and Jupiter turns retrograde. They go, yeah. sort of flipping, which is, you know, something again. So that could mean something comes to light and then you have to change your plans because of it. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of feel to it. It's like, oh, that's been going on. When a planet turns direct, it's often a time when what's been hidden comes to light. Or it's often a time that you've been working things over inside and you get clear about it. So, you know, Venus in Leo, big themes probably for love around Leo and Aquarius, possibly also Aries because it's your romance sector. So it's things that come to light or your own kind of awakening self-insight. And you think, okay, now I know. know, I've been mulling on this, thinking about it. And suddenly there's, there's a sense of clarity. And because of that, because of what comes to light, maybe you have to change your plans. Jupiter turns retrograde in Taurus. You know, you could leave, for example, you could leave a relationship and that means less money. (laughs) You know, Jupiter in Taurus, it's, it's okay. I need to let go of that. I've been doing it for this reason. I need to sort of adjust or move things around. It's really quite a, you know, a tumultuous week, isn't it? So from the 29th of August to the 4th of September, because you've got, Uranus turns retrograde. You've got that full moon. You've got Venus turning direct. Then you've got Jupiter turning retrograde. It's all, it's all change, you know, mm-hmm. and Taurus is deeply involved in that, I would say, because it's got two retro, two retrograde star in Taurus. So everything for Taurus seem, may have been kind of steaming ahead and then suddenly everything is going backwards. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so it's, you know, be, be ready, I would say for, things in general and this is applies to all sun signs all ascendants for some things to again come to a halt and you have to go back um so we've been used to that this happening with the venus retrograde the, the leo stuff things going much deeper with the venus retrograde i find you know you go deep deep um and um that's square to what's going to happen in Taurus with everything going back and the Venus going direct. It's a strange, you know, so again, some things will go forward now and other things are kind of going to grind to a halt, I think. 
Mm. And I think also, you know, again, in general, there's going to be a lot of kind of clarity, insights, awakenings around this time. Mm. You know, there's, there's, as the planets move through Virgo as well, the inner planets, they make these lovely connections to Jupiter, Uranus. Um, there's also the, I mean, on the fourth, again, Mercury retrograde trying Jupiter, but it connects with Jupiter three times over this whole longer period. Um, and there's the Sun-Mercury-Kazemi conjunction in Virgo on the sixth, which often, again, it's that midway point. And, and there can be a clarity or an insight or something that awakens. And, and because of that, you know what you need to do. You can, you know, you can start making some decisions, although remember that Mercury's retrograde until the 15th. So certain decisions can be made, but other things need to be on hold. It's a really, we all need to learn to do the tango or something, I think, during this season. That's kind of, you know, there's, well, I'm moving to the side. Okay, back one, forward two. <laughs> It's, you know, you've got to be a bit clever and strategic, haven't you, to to find your way forward this month, I think. I I think you have to be relaxed, but then that's that because you're not in control. You know, the 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 because of these minor the personal planets going being retrograde, and I'm just including the Venus retrograde because she is retrograde up until the fourth of September, right? Um, which is like this in this long dream of su- dreamy summer, this deep summer, profound summer. And we think we're emerging out of it into the new right term, right? But actually, we're kind of not quite. It's just a different dream. Oh, it's all Maya. <laughs> Sally, it's all Maya, man. But <laughs> we're. But emerging- I- I want to say something. I don't. I don't think Mercury retrograde in Virgo is a time to be relaxed. Oh, right. It doesn't feel like that to me. It feels like you need to be attentive to what's going on. Um, I think that's more about you know pay attention to the details. Don't let things slip. Um, I, even though Mercury's retrograde, I don't think it's because it's in Virgo. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of yeah. yeah no, I get what you're saying, and I kind of agree with that. So I'm, but I think that you have to understand with all the other retrogrades, Uranus, Jupiter, Venus, that you're not in charge. Yeah, you're and ultimately, ultimately, we're not in control, are we? You know, life, life does what it does. We're not in control. You're super not in control. You may be able to attend to the details because. Mercury in Virgo. Mm. But even those details, you have to be flexible. You have to stay relaxed. And this is my point of view anyway. You have to stay relaxed and say, right, I did that. I'm, you know, I made a mistake. I did that wrong. Um, and just let it go and not dwell yeah. on it. Because- yes. Yeah. Do lots of meditation and om chanting, maybe, to get through this month. <laughs> that well, might help too. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking about the Venus retrograde. I crunched someone's license plate. I backed into someone else's car because I'm not the world's greatest driver, and I just did. And, you know, I broke her number plate. So, um, and that was like going backwards. It was like the first week of the Venus retrograde. Venus retrograde on my ascendant so i just paid for it yeah. and i don't care it's fine i was at fault mm. you know mm. and i think that that's what i mean by being relaxed you know and it can that carries on 
that, you know, you just accept, just accept that, that things that you just have to go with the flow. You You have to go with the flow and be careful when you're going backwards. (laughs) I was being really careful. I had a cat (laughs) shouting at me in the car at the same time as outside the vet, you know. So yeah. having your cat saying, what are you doing to me? Which also, of course, is Venus. Maybe you could say Venus retrograde and Leo is a caged cat in a car. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I think what we need to do next is to look at the new moon. Do Otherwise, we're just getting we're getting very, very whatever it is. I'll see if I can get that up. Yeah, but the new moon is a turning point. It's a massive turning point. New moon in Virgo on September the 15th, the same day that Mercury turns direct. Okay, Mercury will still be in shadow. But, you know, this is a new moon's a symbol of new beginnings. Mercury is direct after two long months, both Venus and Mercury are starting to move in forward motion. So on a personal level with the smaller things, get things moving, communicate, you know, listen to the news that comes in, um, pick up on things, start things moving, start tidying up messes. I think this is a brilliant shift of energy. Really uh, look forward to this. Are you? I can yes. tell you're so enthusiastic about it. Sweet. <laughs> I am. That's me kind of drifting along. <laughs> I'm still adrift uh, because of the, you know, Jupiter and all that retrograde. But I agree. I think that if I were, you know, my advice to people at the currently is, you know, if you can put things off till the 15th of September, do so, you know, because that's when things will start to move forward. I don't think it's going to like bounce forward or like rush forward. Mm-hmm. I think things will gradually start to move forward, especially for certain signs, you know, the Venus ruled and the Mercury ruled signs. Mm-hmm. But um and it's also a time, I mean, certainly as you know, it's a new moon thing, you know, they kind of bury the stuff and then move on, you know, mm-hmm. make all the new things. Um I I'm interested, you know, and then from now on, right? Um, as Venus, well, from the fourth, whenever Venus turned direct, she's still going through Leo. So she's, she's revisiting all the story of the summer and yeah. reharmonizing because that's what she's, she, that's her work. Yeah. You know, Venus's work is to harmonize things, right? Mm-hmm. So she's reharmonizing some of the stuff. So, you know, for example, with the actress strike, the negotiations will maybe, you know, progressing at last. Mm. Um, and the same with the uh, professor strike here, the, the, the lecturer strike in this country. You know, the, the, there may be some progress at last. Of course, we have a doctor strike here as well. Um, has that been resolved yet? I don't, um, I don't think so. Yeah, but but I don't think it has. I mean, but these things may start to progress, and we may have been making some progress with that as Venus starts going back through Leo. And then when Mercury goes direct, we get down to that. So I'm just imagining this is a story, you know, that there has been negotiations that have kind of worked. Then as Mercury yeah. goes direct, we start looking at the the detail of the contract, yeah. of the actual contracts and, yeah. you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, I mean, on a personal level, perhaps more so, I mean, Venus She's next to Juno, isn't she, when she turns direct? I mean, which is kind of this sense of union contracts, I suppose. And then Mercury turning direct. I think it is a time on a personal level 
possibly to hold out, you know, the olive branch of peace, to kind of heal any rifts. There's a sense that, you know, life is short. Let's talk. Let's sort things out. I think there's there's that kind of theme coming up mid-September. Um, yeah. You know, if, if you've not been, if you've been cut off with from someone or not talking to someone, which is often Mercury and Venus retrograde, that can be a time when there's distance or misunderstandings. You know, this this time of the new moon is a time to sort of let things be um and and try and renegotiate like you're saying renegotiate it's not just sort of contracts and stuff but maybe renegotiate your relationships um you know particularly for pisces aquarius as well because mercury and venus are in your opposite signs but maybe that's a general theme too um running through this period yeah and interesting enough the the day after the new moon uh, venus and jupiter and juno will actually make the conjunction mm. um, which is good that's good for committing mm. you know to a contract mm. actually uh, yeah. it's commitment to peace maybe um but it may might be that there's some kind of commitment at that point and furthermore it makes a square again to that jupiter in taurus mm. so again, again it's about money negotiating around money yeah uh, i would suggest i mean it's this is a very you know it's not a calm start to the next sort of term for people you know um american universities etc will already be starting at the beginning of september um and british ones usually start at the end of september but there's a lot of it seems to me that the disruption that was happening that happens with this Venus retrograde just continues into the beginning of um, September and right up until this new moon, there's this sense of disruption of having to change plans of having to stay light on your feet, go with the flow, be easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't dig your heels in because there's no point Mm -hmm. Um, and see what turns up, you know, what, what turns up and also back to my person who reversed her plastic surgery reverse some stuff you know that's your opportunity to reverse a few things Mm. that you want and unpick some things that you don't want to happen Mm. um, and unpick certain relationships Mm -hmm. yeah Um, definitely I mean, the other thing we haven't spoken about really is is what's happening with Mars This for most of this Virgo season because Mars moves into Libra the end of August and it's kind of, you know, powering through through Libra as well. So, I mean, Libras may find that, you know, the energy picks up in particular once Venus turns direct on the 4th. They've got Mars action, passion in their star sign. It feels like an important transit for Aries relationships again. Um it, it does feel this, this for me, there's a lot about um, relationships and it being turning points around relationships for different star signs. Yeah. Um, I think that's across the board with this, um, uh, with the Venus retrograde. And then when Mars moves into Libra, that empowers that even more. It's like you now take action on the decisions that you may have quietly taken or may have been quite internal. Now the action happens. Hmm. Um, and it's like you, you take it to court. Do you know, so you've yeah. prepared the paperwork uh, with Mars and Virgo, and then you're now, now you're taking it to court. 
um, mm-hmm. and it's out in the open, whatever mm-hmm. those changes are. And this mm-hmm. can be, as you say, it's really empowering. I, I I always love a Mars transit to my own stuff. You know, I love it when I get Mars on uh, the Ascendant, for instance. So anybody with Libra rising, this is great. Or Libra yeah. sun. It's suddenly like, pew. And also Venus retrograde for Libra can sometimes be quite enervating. I think sometimes it just makes means that you stop kind of plowing ahead and trying to sort of do stuff all the time and you take time and you relax with that Venus retrograde. That's that applies to Taurus and and, and Libra in particular. Um but it's like you've had that relaxation, you've had that time off, and mm. now you're really ready. You've like reduced mm. as not reduced, but reduced as in juice as juice. in orange juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You drunk the Kool-Aid, you drunk the orange juice, and now you're really ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And a rest is a rest has done you good. <laughs> a lot of good. And you're feeling like full of vigor, you know? Yeah. Recharge the batteries. Also, I just want to say about this uh, this period as well, because I'm just looking at the, you know, during that new moon, the sun and moon at 21 Virgo, they connect nicely into a lot of the, um, apart from Saturn, they connect to Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. So I've also it's kind of during this new moon, really be, think about how as an individual, you're part of the world. You know, and I think this is so important moving forwards that we all, you know, really develop our kind of inner rebel or inner radical. And maybe that's the Jupiter Uranus in Taurus. And I'm thinking about, you know, there's I see more and more people protesting about the things that really they care about that matter. This constant protest going on locally. But it is, I think, you know, that is don't just give up and sit back and think, oh, I'm, you know, on my own, I can't do anything. It's, you know, I'm an individual. Individuals can make a difference. So for me, there's something about this new moon as well, that as an individual, you know, the relationships you have with other people and the universe and the world, you know, it is about making a difference. Things are connected during this new moon. So so kind of make the most of that too. Um, Sally, you're asking everybody to go out on the streets and um, wave their placards. I am. Aries rising. <laughs> I am, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's what I'd like to do more of too. So. There we go. Um, Anything else that we want to kind of wrap up and complete the coming uh, months? It's an exciting one, isn't it? Disruptive and exciting, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is really exciting. Um, you know, once the, at the end of just to finish off, just to point out that at the end of the Virgo season, the sun will make a trine to Pluto retrograde and it's one of the last trines i think that we're going to get between uh pluto and capricorn i think it may be the last one and the sun in virgo so that's quite interesting there's a sort of note of completion about that Hmm. about some project especially possibly for virgos or capricorns or taurus you know there's something that's kind of come to an end coming to an end in a in a positive way may i say that you're completing you know it's like a long it may be a long, long period, you know, since 2008 even. Mm. But there's a long period that your feeling is really coming to an end. Mm. So that's like may have started 15 years ago or 
mm-hmm. and down that. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of like that. Um, I think it's worth people just thinking about what, and, and it fits in again with this long Virgo season to, which is lengthened by the Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Um, because I think then Mercury will probably make that trine as well as he, as he leaves Virgo. Yeah. Um, It's like finishing something Virgo and off. Yeah. Um, Whether that's like an embroidery project or a, you know, something much, much bigger, the garden, the something, you know, and it's something that has been radically kind of transformative. The Mm. radically transformative embroidery project that you have been engaged in for the past 15 years, Penelope, um, comes to an end. That was well, a really Yeah, and, and you know, this that it's interesting, Virgo season, isn't it? It's one of the mutable signs, Virgo season. So there is often something shifting, changing, coming to an end, ready for a new beginning on the equinox, which is the sun's move into Libra, one of the cardinal signs. So I think also this month it's about either completing stuff or letting it go, tidying up, getting a bit more getting your life a bit more organized in order and you know and and that clapboard really beautifully um embroidered yes that as well um okay look i think that's that's quite enough let's just stop we'll stop we've been talking for an hour i hope that was helpful everybody interesting month coming up and we'll see you on the equinox okay see you later bye bye